For this episode of Get Real with Casey Kasem, Corey Spaler joined the show. Shout out Corey. He is the host of the Load the Wagon podcast, as well as co-host of the Coming Off the Edge podcast. He also contributes to Dynasty League football. We talk about all of that, plus subliminal messages in Disney movies, the 101 of vegetables, creating useful charts, how he came up with his creative podcast idea, and much more. You can follow Corey over on Twitter at Corey Spala. That's C-O-R-E-Y-S-P-A-L-A. This show is a member of the DAP Network. And now, here's my conversation with Corey Spala. Corey. Shout out, Corey. Shout Shout out, out. Corey. All right, so we've got got Corey here. Corey's in the house. And um, Corey in the house. You know, I want to talk to you about so much stuff. And I know that people that are listening, either they know you and they're just like, give me more information or they don't know who you are yet. Yet is mm-hmm. the key word there. Latter so probably true. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to kind of let them in and really okay. get to know who the real Corey is. So, mm. you know, definitely, okay. definitely worth a listen. Thank um, you. Definitely. So I just want to get started before we start talking like fantasy football industry and community and all that jazz. When you were growing up, were you, what was your relationship with sports or did you, <laughs> were you into sports? Um, yeah, definitely was into sports, you know, the classic growing up T-ball. I actually started hockey was my first sport. Um, but if you want to get really deep with it, I just never, like, I always played sports, but I never cared about sports. Do you know what I mean? Like I I played, I played college baseball too. Like I just, I didn't like care for sports. It was just a good reason not to get a job. (laughs) i i exactly that's exactly how it was with me too i was like sorry i can't i can't work exactly (laughs) gotta stay after school gotta get up early i know something interesting i never played football like not even flag football really it was hockey soccer than baseball well, you know, football is overrated, right? So here we are. <laughs> here we are talking the, the fantasy football industry on the you Get know. Real Pod. Shout out Casey Case. Shout out. So, how did you come about fantasy football? What was your adventure into that like? Yeah, surprisingly, I'm a late bloomer. Actually, I'm probably this is maybe my fourth year playing. Um, I've been in the industry, if you want to call it that, for a year and a half now or so. Um, First time introduced to fantasy football was actually a dynasty auction league. Shout out to DBAP. Shout out to the uh, you know home leagues. Did a dynasty auction. I believe my first, <laughs> my first and my first, second, third pay, like or buys, whatever you want to call them, were uh, Julio Jones, Jordy Nelson, and maybe um, Doug Martin. Oh, Doug Martin. Yeah. Was that a guy, right? The running back back yes, in the yes. day? Like muscle hamster, you know? know? Yeah. Like, you know, like all these old people that, you know, jumping <laughs> into dynasty league for my first fantasy league was interesting enough, but doing an auction draft without previously doing anything. It was, it was an interesting learning curve and I know I'm happy to be four years going with the, the DBAP league. That's awesome. So Jumping into a league like that, as opposed to like starting in a redraft league and stuff, how was it, you know, that being your foray into to fantasy? Uh, it was interesting. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, no, you, for sure. grasping the fantasy ideas, you know, ideologies and concepts and like the little idi- idiosyncrasies involved in just redraft season long leagues, but just bypassing that to jump into dynasty where, mm-hmm. You know, you are taking over the team for as long as the league is active. So uh, obviously I went in with like, oh, who's going to come right now? Right now, you know, Jordy Nelson, Julio Jones, not grasping the outlook of the future involved. 
do you play in a variety of leagues now or, or is there one specific type of league that yeah. you're more you know leaning towards that's a great question um all of my leagues besides the charity leagues are dynasty um shout out to cooter and um gabe and j mike over there for their charity leagues and fantasy in session as well however one interesting league i'm in is a four team league and oh. I that's so it's a keeper league. It's not dynasty. So I don't I don't know how to count that league because there's four people. There's three <laughs> other people. We start four quarterbacks, six running backs, six receivers, four tight end, six flex, and two defenses. I finally got them to get off kickers. So hopefully next year, Jason, Joe, and Jake, if you're watching, I know you are. Let's get rid of the uh defenses and add two more flex. Well, there you go. You heard it here. It better happen. Better if happen. if it's said on this podcast, it has to happen. So let's, let's make this happen. Get real. Get real. Exactly. Let's get <laughs> real here. We don't really need. Okay. So anyway. Um, no. Well, to bring it full yeah. circle though. So I have, you know, shout out to DLF, Dynasty League Football, you know, who I write for and do videos with. I've just this off season, it finally kind of grasped to me that like redrafts, season long leagues are the norm, you know, like I got into dynasty thinking, Oh my God, this industry, this whole space is so cool. All these dynasty like-minded people. But then slowly as you grow a little bit, you just learn that like redraft is the move and where the anomaly meeting the dynasty folks. So I've been trying to like, flip the script in my brain to kind of address both like dynasty and like your redraft, your season log, but dynasty at heart. Yeah, for sure. I get that. I, I, was one of the people that started out playing redraft at first, which is the norm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, and, and it is hard for me to turn my brain on and off with the different settings and everything else. Mm -hmm. And then writing about it and everything else. Mm -hmm. What is something that you've learned in your writing that you, something that you've learned that has, you know, more meaning one way or the other, like I need, let me rephrase this because I'm getting ahead of myself yeah, here I'm with lost. the question. I'm lost <laughs> as well. So no, the actual question that I was meaning, sorry, the Cowboys games. No, it's, oh, right. it's coming no. up, dude. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out. No, uh, no. Actually, what I want to know is what is something in your writing when you're writing that you kind of struggle with that is different in, you know, dynasty versus redraft? What is the major thing that you find difficult to write one or the other? So, you, so like, like, do you... Do you see that there's like something completely different about each that makes it kind of hard to focus, you know, when turn my redraft brain on yeah. or turn my, you know, dynasty mind on? Yo, can somebody tell me what just happened there? Like, what was I thinking? Did I just piece a bunch of words together and hope a question came out? That's what it sounded like. But anyway, back to the show. Yeah. So when writing, when looking at it, you know, obviously... I'm hoping that let me get, I'm hoping I get this right. So obviously age, right. Is yeah. you have to think about age redraft first dynasty, but when you're kind of pulling bits and pieces from within the games to apply it, moving forward redraft, you may find some things like an injury, you know, shout out to KJ Osborne over there, the Vikings, you know, he's his first two weeks were great. Last week he came back down to earth with two receptions, two targets, but like was KJ Osborne, always meant to be like that or did he benefit from herb smith's injury right so when thinking about him specifically for redraft and dynasty it's like herb smith's going to come back um 
we believe. And if he comes back healthy and plays, is Osborne really going to be a benefactor anymore? Or is he, I mean, he's a slot guy. Is he going to be an impact or was that Irv Smith's targets? Now, when you pull that from a redraft mindset versus dynasty, it's like redraft you then that guy, you know, Osborne, when Smith comes back, he's going to go down. But for dynasty, you know, we're looking at Adam Thielen. He's 31 years old. Uh, three years left on the contract, but the Vikings, if they cut him or trade him post June 1st of 2022, they'll save tons of money with only getting a three, 4 million dead cap hit. So then it's like, is Osborne then going to be around in 2022 if the Vikings move on from Thielen? But then it's like, wouldn't they just target a receiver in the draft in the first couple rounds anyways? Well, yeah, see, and that, that's another thing with writing too is like your brain can go in so many different directions with what can happen. And that's kind of the fun in it is putting kind of your spin on everything. How did you find out about being a part of, you know, writing, putting out videos, doing social media? How did you find that whole tw- <laughs> that whole fantasy okay. space? Sure. Okay. So it, ca- it, ca- it comes from... Uh, being a content creator, right? So even mm-hmm. before fantasy, I was putting out some content, whether that was growing up with your friends, you're making stupid basketball trick shot videos, you're making, you know, Call of Duty videos, uh, you know, montages or from your uh, scrims, like the pro scrims and stuff that was going on. So it's always been from a kernel of like content creating. So when we think of dynasty, I'm going to bring it back here a little bit full circle. My career, my everyday, you know, day job, I work with data. I work at an autism center. And um, the analogy that I draw from uh, working at an autism center to fantasy football is 80% of our job is looking at data. 75% of our job is looking at the data while 25% is looking at the clients. So I pull that versus like an analytics versus film debate where you're going to have people on either side arguing and you know, we're better, we're better, but it's like, no, you just need a combination of that. So for fantasy, again, I got in with dynasty. I started making dynasty contents um, uh, for funsies, you know, on my own little thing. I remember DJ Moore and Christian Kirk, like Christian Kirk was drafted in 2018, 2019. And then DJ Moore the following year, those two guys, I was just always doing, you know, looking at the data, making graphs, you know, data visualization. I feel like that's important aspect to who I am, the graphs I make, the charts and all that stuff, you know, make it all cute and stuff. Um, so making that content, I just slowly got into it. You know, shout out to Kate and Michelle at Ball Blast. They brought me on for my first writing. And then shout out to Tyler at Dynasty Happy Hour. He also brought me on. So I got to learn and be around some you know pretty knowledgeable people and just learn from them to continue to apply to the content that is being created. And when you put out your very first piece, whether that was an article or a mm-hmm. video or whatever, how did you feel and what did you think the reaction was going to be like versus what really happened? Huh, that's great questions because... Oof. I mean, as a as an artist, if you even want to call that as an you know, if you're creating something you enjoy, I don't know about you, but I have so much anxiety where I'm just like, no one's gonna like this. You know, you see on WordPress like the revisions, there's like 40 revisions, like it's just changing the little, the littlest things possible. That when I put out content, I I kind of just block like it's out there and now I'm done with it. Like I don't wanna 
but like it's it's always cool you get some messages you know uh, you know getting the retweets or favorites on the post that's validating and you know hearing from some people you admire look up to saying they really thought your piece was cool or you know well researched and all that stuff so i i mean to i guess it let's answer the question Corey. i don't know how to answer that question because you know maybe at the end of the day i just don't want to know the answer to that question <laughs> <laughs> well, it's okay because at least you understood that question. I'm not good at you know asking the questions, and sometimes you don't have answers. So there we go. Uh, here's a, here's another question for you that mm -hmm. has to do with when you first got started. Is there something that you know now that you wish you would have known when you first started out in the fantasy industry? <laughs> um, yeah. Um, okay, I'm gonna say that you know I I mean this nicely, everyone that's listening. Getting paid in like promotion or paid you know you know what i'm trying to say like not actually getting paid for your work i would suggest that everyone to me when i was starting out to whoever's starting out now is like make your own blog make your own website push the content out for yourself and don't benefit other companies businesses whatever you want to call them if they're not benefiting you right as much if not more than you benefit them so uh, aside from the little, little things you may need as a writer or as, you know, personality, I think it's more important is like, you need to benefit yourself first, let the money, well, I don't know, whatever you want, let the followers, let the money come after the consistent hard work, you know, dedication, wanting success more than your next breath type situations. Right on to that as well, because a lot of people have come on this show and said the exact same thing. You know, you don't have to start off, you know, start your own thing and, and, and go from there, which is great. And, you know, if I would have had that opportunity at the time, I wasn't even thinking go that route. So it's, it's cool to see people do that and, and all these new sites and new writers pop up. It's super dope. Got it. Paid in exposure. It finally came. Oh, to paid in what I said, paid in promotion. Well, I mean, same thing, right? Same I, thing. I couldn't think of another spot, but paid and exposure. <laughs> yeah. Don't take the yeah. paid and exposure, you yeah. know, do it for yourself. Unless, unless you're getting compensated, you know, a decent amount of money, not just like two bucks an article or whatever. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, and, and you know, you, you should know yourself better than anybody. So if you're in a situation right. where, you know, you feel like I, I, I could do this on my own, I don't need to, you know, or whatever, or you want somebody that's there to guide you and, you know, you've done the research and you look and you're like, okay, these are good people. So just, you know, you just got to navigate the waters. So yeah. Good. And it depends who you are. Some people just thoroughly enjoy just being here. Like they're with the company, like they're just having fun. Some people, you know, like want to get paid. So it's just, it, you need to understand what you want to do in this industry of, of ours that is ever growing and probably won't stop expanding for a little bit, kind of like the universe. Um, so yeah, just you know, look look what you want to do, how you want to work it, and set a plan, set a goal, goals, uh. goals, yes, goals, goals. Um, speaking of goals, when you were, I want to go back a little bit. When you were growing up, was there a specific thing that you wanted to be when you grew up? And then, does fantasy football serve some sort of, you know, does it fill kind of a a childlike gap, if you will? Yeah, that's a great question. So you know, if you want to talk about like occupation, growing up, I always. I wanted to do this. I wanted to do that. I never had my heart set on anything. Um, I always, again, like I kind of said, content creation was always the root of it growing, going back to my high school days when I was putting out content then. And maybe even, I don't know if like, I know saying a YouTube creator is redundant and that's everybody's job, but 
in reality right now in 2021 like youtube is a way to be in front of people producing mm -hmm. stuff whether that's fantasy football co comedic relief you know entertainment whatever making songs at one point i was like who didn't want to like make music at one point okay uh yeah, yeah consecration um <laughs> okay let's go through the rolodex of things i want i think i originally started off i wanted to be like a gym teacher you know what i mean like just some classic stuff uh might have toyed around with like cop you know police officer uh i thought at one point i wanted to be a nurse but then i was like that's a lot of schooling i'm okay <laughs> uh you know uh professional gamer at one point too was on the horizons and then i don't know everything i've gone through it kind of you just i just rolled into it so here we are making fantasy content type situations and when i was you know growing up and then once this whole internet thing started where you know back in my day we didn't have the, these resources so it's so dope that you're able to put out this this content because we never had that opportunity mm -hmm. when we were you know I don't know how old you are. I'm not going to ask. I know you're not supposed to ask women, but I'm not going to ask you either unless you want to answer. 28. Okay, there shout you go. Okay. Shout out to 1993. Okay, see, I am 37 years old, so there's a little bit of a gap there. So I didn't have that. We had like a, you know, like angel fire websites that we would make and we had our MySpaces and stuff. So yeah, like uh, a, a chat room or two, <laughs> a just like a blog. Like, yeah, yeah, a blog. Yeah. A blog. Oh my gosh. I, yep. I had a blog. Exactly. I what had the a- the internet was. Oh man. Did you know- um, I journal. Jeez. YouTube, it was originally founded to be a dating site. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was called YouTube. Originally, the the founders, uh, ironically enough, founded, uh, came up with the idea on Valentine's Day while they were all hanging out. Um, again, this is stuff I read on the Internet, so we know that's true. Whatever. Yeah, for sure. As you started talking, it was like, <laughs> and what's going to happen? Like Bigfoot um, came out and... But so YouTube, their idea was people would upload 30 second to a minute long videos of themselves. Like, hi, I'm Corey. You know, I'm 28 years old. I live in Michigan, blah, blah, blah. Um, but then it turned out to this multi-billion dollar, whatever it is, trillion dollar industry. And it's super dope. And it's so awesome to see the explosion and more and more people are putting out content and everything mm -hmm. via via YouTube. Being in that game and, and doing that, what has been the biggest challenge for you putting out? video content um that's a good question so i feel during the season you lose your creative motivation because during the season it's just start sit you know waiver targets while i'm someone that just kind of likes to create an idea or a topic on the spot so not a lot of people might care about it because during the fantasy football redraft season, people want to know waiver wire targets, start sits, you know, I don't know if buy low is a thing in redraft, you know, sell high in redraft, you know, people to avoid or start, you know, starts and duds. So I feel it's just a hard balance between finding what you want to do versus what the market is demanding. And I feel a lot of people are in a position where if you're not able to do what you want to do, you're going to fall under doing things you don't want to do therefore you're not going to have an enjoyable time doing it so the balance the you know the equilibrium of contents that you want to create versus content that needs to be made but i guess you could then got to think about your target audience um my youtube channel at a, at a point had a big bears following so i found myself catering a little more bears videos versus mm -hmm. doing you know the uh, whatever 49ers video 
And it's totally okay to figure that out and do that um, to cater towards the audience as well, because that's what you're doing with redraft when, you know, redraft, like we were talking about, I mean, redraft is the thing that if you say fantasy football, most people, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's a thing. That's where people's minds go to, at least in my life, when I talk, when they can't imagine doing this all year round, how is that a thing? Why are you drafting, you know, in May or whatever? So uh, playing dynasty, do you have people in your life that are like that as well? Or do most people kind of get it? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Most people in my life, when we say that, that means my online Twitter friends and stuff. So yeah, I would say they get it. Um, the four team league, we always draft, you know, a week or two before the season, some normal stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a couple buddies always hit me up last minute, like for the draft. So I would say it's a good mixture, but the ones that stand out to me are the people that get it, I guess. Um, so I want to move on to talking about something that I've been a part of. And I mm-hmm. want to talk more about, well, more about, I want to actually talk about Load the Wagon because that hey. is an excellent, nice. excellent, excellent program. And thank you. And one of the reasons I think people really need to listen to this episode is to get more insight on this because it's so out there and different, but in a good way. Um, can you tell you know the audience more about what the podcast is and what exactly it means to you? Shout out. Yeah, thank you. First off, thank you. That was very nice. I appreciate the kind words about Load the Wagon. A concept I came up with, Load the Wagon is a Madden franchise draft show. Guests come on, draft the team, and then we simulate the year to see how their team does. I kind of market and brand it not as a fantasy show, but more as like an escape for the guest from fantasy. Mm -hmm. Now, this is kind of a loophole because when you're drafting a Madden team, oh, you might draft AJ Brown, you know, uh, Mike Evans. So naturally... Two people who know fantasy football, know the NFL, you're going to talk fantasy. But it's 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 a hidden concept idea involved in the show, Load the Wagon. I kind of came up with it because everybody has a fantasy football show, podcast, and that's cool. But I was just like, how am I going to stand out? Like, you know, there's the there's so much in the market. So many people are doing a show, you know, all these bigger shows have the audience that they needed but what what can separate my show and what better than to draft a team offense defense you know um have a good time and then for me it's fun to connect with the guests to talk to them cuz within it you know we get to get to know each other when we when you were on the show what was that one kids game that you loved pox Pogs. Like I had no idea what that was. And <laughs> so I get to learn stuff. And yeah. then for the guests, they get to come on, draft the team. They go through a lot of emotions because, you know, you could be a nail biting finish. You could make the playoffs, make a couple of games, make it to the Super Bowl. Um, I think I'm on like 42 episodes. There's only been seven Super Bowl winners, seven or eight Super Bowl winners. So it's possible, but you know, the the odds are definitely stacked against the guests. So it's just, just a fun concept, a good time. We have good laughs, good vibes, and you get to know the guest a little bit more outside of just asking them, hey, who's your favorite fantasy player? You know, who who you like in week five? You know, I don't no, know. For sure. No, the concept make it is super awesome. No, it's no, it's super you. awesome. Um, and, and it'll really pull you in. And the guests that you get to come on are awesome as well. How do you reach out to people to come on to your show? 
That's a great question. Um, some people reach out and hey, holler, what's up? I love your show. Some I'll how like, dude, I'll I'll like message you know ten people. All it takes is the one person to respond and say yes. So yeah, you just reach out to people. Some people reach out to you. You know, connections you make, friends. You know, uh, word travels. You know, you have a guest that likes it. Thank you, Casey, for giving me some good words. Maybe some people would want to come on about that. But actually, talking about, it, I actually need to start asking people to come on. <laughs> yeah, that's, so, that's one of the fun fun things of having your own podcast is yep. getting it scheduled and getting people working with people's dates and mm -hmm. doing all that stuff. Um, and when you have people come on and you're really personable with them and you really, like you said, get to know the person and it's a fun way of getting to know the person, how comfortable are you with talking to people and have you always been comfortable i mean i'm i'm not sure how comfortable you really feel but yeah listening and seeing it you. you seem comfortable no thank you i actually had you know a lot of people uh reach out after the first couple of shows saying like dude you look you like just look natural natural you know look good up there comfortable and uh Leading up to every show, including this, I dude, I'm, do, I'm doing in the bathroom, doing power poses, trying to get rid of anxiety. You know what I mm -hmm. mean? And then, you know, whatever, deep breaths or whatever, you know, doing hitting that uh, warrior pose for the yoga. Uh, but in the moment when the camera's on, when the lights are rolling, and after a beautiful new intro, thank you to Gabe, aka Man Bun over there at FF Man Bun for the new intro for Load the Wagon. Yeah, I just love that I have an actual soundtrack or an opening show to that too. So now I feel even more official. But I, I don't know. I don't feel comfortable. Uh, I feel sometimes you just black out. You know, what I mean, you just you you just, you start the show and all of a sudden it's ended and it's like, was that good? Yep. <laughs> Every single time, that's how it feels. And then you listen to it back, or you try to listen to it back without getting too like, oh my gosh. And um, yeah, it, it sounds better than you think it does in your head. So. Um, definitely, definitely. So when you ask people questions and, and you know, kind of have a conversation, just kind of chatting it up and everything, how how do you go about that? Do you prepare ahead of time or does the stuff just come to you? Oh, um, good or question. A little bit of both? Yeah, a little bit of both. Obviously, uh, when you were coming on, you know, where have to get real pod, a Cowboys fan, you kind of maybe mm -hmm. some stuff in their bio, like when Bo McBigtype came out, you know, obviously he makes his hot sauce, his his other like, you know, accessories for the kitchen. You naturally can talk about that, but mm -hmm. it's kind of just on the spot stuff. You know, like I said, if we're when you're drafting players, you could talk about, you know, that player and their current situation that's going on. Like, uh, I guess, oh, you just drafted Christian McCaffrey in real life. He's going to be out. How do you feel about Chuba Hubbard? So, yeah, like something that. like that. Yeah. And it, it is good. It's entertaining and it's also informative. So that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. I had a review that says I'm way too positive. So, oh God, you're, you're, yeah, you got to <laughs> anyway. cut out the positivity. That's no, way, too, way much. too much. Sorry for saying that. I like your podcast. Yeah. No, um, yeah. <laughs> Ew, right, podcast. Right. Wow. I don't even like my own. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> taking it back i want to know so uh, because your podcast intrigues me i'm not a defensive person at all don't know anything to save my life about defense at all and you're very helpful and and good at kind of guiding the guest down the right path you know maybe not the right right path they don't win at the end but you know at least they look like right. they're competent enough to know you know that that's a player they should be drafting so what do you do um when you have a guest on that doesn't really know as many of you know that side of the the football that's a good question because 
I don't know if I mentioned it or not, but something that I like the show is I like the guests to make it how they want to, right? right. So you say mm-hmm. I will attempt to lead people down a right or wrong path. But at the end of the day, if the guest wants to make it entertaining and yeah. like take uh, Josh Allen with like Julio Jones, Tyree Kill, and AJ Brown, mm-hmm. that's cool. So what you, the question that came from that drive that you asked is I do a bunch of these drafts off stream, like in my free time, I got, I kind of get to know the values of where mm-hmm. the players are being drafted. So a lot of people may be like, Oh, I like player a, I see it's like round four, but I know that player a will go in round seven or eight. I try to be like, Oh yeah, like that's cool. Like you could probably get them in a couple of rounds. Maybe you could try targeting. And then in my head, I have their team, you know, and what position they need. And then I pick like, oh, I know uh, Denzel Ward's available like this round. They need a cornerback. Maybe they should try to take a cornerback here. So I don't know if you want to say it's subconscious, sublimin- subliminally, shout out to Disney movies with all their <laughs> subliminal messages. You know, something that I was thinking of was how I want to go back and rewatch all these Disney movies or like even like the Disney shows because Disney, they make their shows or movies for um, catering to the kids, but with the underlying adult factor, like the the colors, the animations for the kids, but the subplots is for the adults. Um, So that's what I do. I Disney movie my guests. I try to subliminally say that time five times fast. Um, (laughs) Just get to them. If they want to do like, again, it's their team, whatever they Mm want to do. I I'll accept it, but I tried to guide them to the path. And like you said, I often fail. Well, (laughs) but not the failing, the the entertainment factor makes it a positive. So that's a a thing that I like when you're talking on your show is that maybe you're not trying to guide them in a certain direction, but you're giving them the information Hmm. that they need to make, to make a, you know, a logical choice. And that's what we do in fantasy football too. Like we don't have all the answers, but we try to give you as much information you know who's being drafted where adp there you go there you, you know go. so you I know bring so. up my own adp Volkswagen <laughs> adp oh my gosh you should totally get on that no because then it's like a cheat man like in <laughs> season one tom brady was the cheat code yeah uh, tom brady uh 80 whatever overall you could have drafted him in the 14 15th round so mm-hmm. some guests who watch the show they're like oh i know i'm grabbing tom brady in that round from mm-hmm. doing, I am not telling people the cheat code that I've found from doing my drafts uh, until someone figures it out. Good for you. Um, but there's, yeah, it's fun. I don't even remember the question, to be honest. I just remember talking about Disney movies. What's your favorite well, Disney movie? The Lion King. Of course. That's classic, dude. The animated one, not the. Not yeah, the, the OG, the, like yeah, 94. The OG animated, 93, yeah, 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 with Johnson Taylor Thomas and all that jazz. That's what I'm talking about. Jonathan what about you? Taylor. Yes. Um, wow. So, like, I always thought Shrek was Disney, but it's not. So. Not Shrek. Uh, Toy Story is classic. You know, yeah. the, uh, every OG is always cool. I guess Toy Story 2 and 3 was fine. Uh, big Mulan mm-hmm. fan. Oh, okay. I like Mulan. Um, uh, was Kung Fu Panda Disney? Our little recent guy? Uh, Dream- no, uh, DreamWorks? Mm. Maybe. Yeah, DreamWorks versus Disney had some beef. Yeah, they were. Because DreamWorks was Shrek. And the person that like founded dreamworks um previously wrote or whatever directed for disney and then there was some beef going on and then that's why in shrek lord far farqua farquat farquad yeah uh you know how he's the dweeby guy mm-hmm. that looks like 
one of the persons from Disney. So the person that founded DreamWorks took a shot at that with him. So that was very interesting. Um, oh, Finding Nemo is cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like we finding Nemo. I don't I just do it. Pixar just love like the vibrant colors, the animation that they use. It's just it's a from production written uh to execution. It was uh, it's all great. Shout out to Disney for what they do. For real. For real. I, I can't even remember the last time I've actually watched like a Disney film. Maybe I have to go back to the vault mm. and, and pull something out. You got Disney Plus or anything? Uh not anymore, I don't no. think. Yeah, I mean, do like what ten bucks for you know Disney yeah. movies? That we probably... might still have it because I was part of our cell phone plan. Whatever, I don't pay. Attention yeah, to yeah, Disney. and it's like one of those subscriptions you sign up for, you forget you do, yeah. and they just hit you with that monthly charge. Yeah, yeah, oh, those are the worst. Those are the worst. Isn't it crazy how like that's legal and they could do that? Oh my god, cancel anytime. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, oh. we're not gonna tell you. And yeah, my wife is always setting alarms. Like my free trials up after this amount, you know. That's and great. so that's a good thing. And you're like, what is? Yeah. <laughs> Why wow. is it dinging? Oh, I guess we got to cancel our showtime or whatever. What a great so. quality. <sighs> yeah, I guess. Unless she's not here and then it's going off and I'm like, <laughs> which one is this? I'm supposed to do something. What, what am I canceling? Do, what do I, oh, <laughs> oh man. But yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's your podcast. Back to your podcast. It's, oh, yeah, me, me, I know. Back, we're talking more about I mean, this is a conversational show, so whatever, but you know, give the people what they want and we want to know yeah, more about you. And that's my and show. This show, that show that brilliant piece of work and i'm gonna mm -hmm. say that Thank i like you. it I, the reason i asked you to come on the show is because you're doing something different than other people and, and mm -hmm. i'm trying to get that in the mix so super dope so you're that's not the only thing that you have your hands involved in what are some of the other things um podcast related maybe writing related whatever you want to get into to kind of talk about more yeah. what you got going on me 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 yeah um <laughs> that Currently, so during the off season, load the wagon. I do on Mondays, but obviously, there's Monday night football during the season. I was like, "Oh, that's a bad day to probably yeah. do that." Who's going to want to watch that? Obviously, you could watch it back, but I feel the experience is a little better live. Yeah. Um, but that's uh, Wednesdays, seven p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, and or anytime after if the guest needs, you know, whatever it may be. Aside from Load the Wagon, I also have a do a show coming off the edge. Uh, numerous people, normally me, Jeff Bell, uh, Chef, shout out to James Kreese, Nate Polvolt is on that sometimes, and as well as Cooter. Uh, coming off the edge, Edge Off Chaos, uh, we just get wild there, try to have a little bit of fun. We try to bring more fantasy nuggets. I try to bring laughter, a little comedic relief. You know, I'm kind of I, I view myself as like an ad lib, you know, from like the Migos, like you, you get the bar and then like you get the ad lib. Like, that's me. I try to, like, bring a refresher. We have a lot of fun, a lot of shenanigans. Um, something I really like about coming off the edge, Cote, C-O-T-E for the acronym about Cote is we started having dinner parties like, you know, we would make x y and z or have like a fro like the topic would be frozen pizzas so we would make frozen pizzas and talk about our favorite frozen pizza or like sandwiches you know i get a philly cheesesteak um and then we do one of those drafts at the end that does not apply to fantasy you know like best camping supplies or like road trip needs um but so please don't get it twisted it's not just like a parody kind of show it's not a comedy relief there is genuine fantasy nuggets to be found within it 
anywhere from player contracts. We got the dynasty minds like me and chef Jeff bell kills it for Debbie and, you know, redraft stuff. So it's just a nice blend and something that I, I've always have been saying to the group and something that I appreciate the most is like, we found a way to display our friendship to the, the community. And I feel that that anyone could just step in front of the mic and be like, bye, it's, you know, sits, all anything but like we display our friendship we have laughs we have our dinner party we're just having a good time and i feel like that is to me the most important is just hanging out with my friends for an hour um 7 p.m tuesdays eastern standard time as well that's super awesome and what's the biggest difference between podcasting by yourself being a host on your own versus having a collaborative group Mm -hmm. of people Mm -hmm. that's a good question um it's weird because like I've never done a fantasy show per se. Obviously, I've been on you know for 15, 20 minutes. You get you know do this something with with a, a couple groups. Uh, I always appreciate that. But like my show, it's kind of like you know we kind of went through it. It's I don't know how much fantasy. There's a lot of there's some fantasy nuggets, but it's trying to be entertaining. Mm-hmm. The coming off the edge. Something that you just got waiting your turn to talk. You know, like feeling it out. You know, not cutting someone off is important. Um, keeping a, a train of thought going. It's, 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 it gets different when there's four to six people be, between, you know, two people like me and you here, it's just mm-hmm. me hitting your eardrums and you hitting my eardrums. So it's easier to bounce back and forth or keep a convo going. But when there's four or five, six people on the show, it's, you just got to understand, like, sometimes you may not be able to get something out that you want to say just because that's just how it's going. So you just got to play your role on a show with four to six people. Like, you know, you just you just got to do it. You can't you can't you can't mess up the flow. For sure. And it's a learning process. And when you started out with, the, you know, doing any what whenever you put out your very first podcast versus where you are now, what is something that has been the most beneficial that you've taken over that time period to get where you are right now. Yeah. My first one, shout out to Dave Kluge. He was the first guest on load the wagon season one. Um, you know, we're bringing it back like the nerves and, you know, not being comfortable. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the, the time after with the guests, um, if they do so choose to stay, you could talk for a little bit with them, get some feedback and, and hearing like their, pros their cons and then something that's important is like when when there's negative feedback you can't like get yourself down on it you need to learn and apply it like you don't want to keep making the same mistakes over and over so just the the time to get to talk after the show with the guests uh you know even if it's about whatever whether it's me my show or just to talk to them i really enjoy that part because then you just learn from their expertise, you know, you have these people on who do hundreds of shows. You have some people who are doing maybe their first couple shows with you. Um, you could offer them some advice, you know, getting advice as a host or, you know, just as a general speaker or human in general. It's it's cool to get feedback over time, whether it's good or bad, constructive or feedback. For sure. For sure. I want to take and ask you a question about the drafting that you were talking about, because coming off the edge, you like you said, you guys will pick a random thing. And has there been something that you haven't drafted yet that that you would be interested to having drafted on that show? Yeah, probably like rappers. Um, obviously, when you have multiple people, everyone has a different 
uh, music taste or whatever genre. We did comedians. That was pretty cool. I, maybe vegetables. Um, that's a good question. We, we never really talked about that. Like, what do we want to do? It, it, at one point, we we're discussing, like, we got to stop doing just food and drinks it's like, so hard i know it's, and it's easy there's so much like ice yeah, cream right? flavors or like ba- uh, bagels you know uh, mm-hmm. uh, so we tried you know we've done disney movies 90 movies like i said camp camping supplies road trip necessities so we kind of what's going to happen is tomorrow someone's going to send a message in the group chat what are we talking about today then we kind of just bounce back and forth for a little bit and eventually no one picks anything so um, you just got to go executive decision and just make, make it happen. Well, that, that, you know, what's your number one vegetable? Uh, uh, broccoli. Broccoli. Okay. Yeah, I think it's very diverse, you know, yeah. compare it with chicken, maybe some steak and potatoes, you know, get a broccoli with that. Um, you can make broccoli pasta. I know that sounds in, like weird, but I got a good cooking show. Um, if you want the link, broccoli pasta, broccolini is cool too. Uh, what else? You could just eat broccoli raw, steam it, grill it, probably. And yeah, it's one of those I didn't like oh. it growing up, but I like it now. So yeah. and you don't have to just cover it in cheese. You can eat it so many mm. different ways, but, <laughs> but that's, that's good. Bad. I know. Uh, funny enough, um, at where I work, when kids ask me what my favorite food is, I'll tell them it's broccoli. Obviously, I'm sorry, anyone watching, I'm lying. Like my favorite food isn't broccoli, right? <laughs> It's pizza or something, you know, ham, cheeseburgers. But I'm shout out broccoli because I don't know if a kid looks up to you and like, oh, Corey's eating broccoli. Maybe I'll eat it finally or something, you know. Right on. So it's like a nice little lie. Oh. <laughs> what about what about the 101 of rappers? Who would you choose if you had the 101? Uh, well, dude, I mean, shout out to the Scott Fishbowl. Shout, yeah, yeah. Out, shout out to that. Uh, little Wayne is definitely mine. That's uh, okay. the division I'm in. Shout out to Little Wayne Division. Shout out. Um. If you're like speak, who's who did oh, didn't I ask you this? Who's yours? Oh, notorious B.I.G. Oh yeah, you're so, in that, aren't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's how it works, guys. That's how it works. Yeah. Um. So yeah, dude, rappers, dude, one of my favorite. Well, like hip hop. Sorry, uh, hip hop. Yeah. Uh, rap is what you do. Hip hop is what you feel. Right. So not a lot of people are like MCs. You know, like people who right. get it. Like there's a lot of rappers. Like I respect the game today not the game the rapper but the game it is today it's it's you know beady beat fetishism if you will you know you you say the couple words with the ad libs um but at the end of the day it's all about the what a a true mc um so now is the time to shine guy everyone needs to listen to marlon craft he's out of new york dude i've been following him for four or so years here he is truly up next, and I'm so excited that he's finally getting the recognition that he deserves. Casey, I'll send you some stuff. Please do. After Marlon Craft is dope. Again, he's out of New York. Uh, ride that wave. Yeah, he's up next. Dope. Yep. yep. Okay. Yeah. Definitely send me stuff. Uh, yeah. Because during you know during the workday, I, I love to have like my supervisor came over today and she's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Working and banging some bangers, dude. <laughs> I am. I got these bangers bangin right bangin here. Bangin'. I am just you know. What'd you have on today? Um, I listen when I was today, I was listening to the Dua Lipa album that I've been listening nice. to like 400 times. Um, and some POS out of Min- uh, Minneapolis. Um, 
and then I listened to some rancid because I have a rancid concert I'm going to tomorrow. So. Oh, fun. Yeah. yeah. So again, it's kind of like, you know, uh, mood related, you know, obviously you're not going to listen to your sad songs while you're writing or at work. Right. Right. Um, or you'll be listening to music that you're getting really excited to see. So I hope you enjoy that. That sounds fun. Dope. Dope. Yeah. 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 Looking forward to it. So what do you do to kind of like chill and relax? <laughs> um, have a drink, obviously. Yeah. Um, Maybe some tea with some honey CBD. That's always fun to relax. Water's mm-hmm. cool. Um, and I and shout out to Loom. Shout out to Loom, a little local spot. You know, get a little five milligrams going. There you go. All right. And just chill out, <laughs> relax. Um, get you in the creative juices going. Um, it's weird because I actually, while I write and research, I often find myself having uh, stand-up comedy on. Oh, yeah. interesting. And I and I also sometimes fall asleep to it, and it makes me question what kind of psycho I am. <laughs> I mean, like, you can't go to sleep laughing, you know what I mean? But like, I, I but thoroughly enjoy, and it's never like new ones because new ones you're like you're learning the roller coaster the comedian is bringing you on. So it's always like ones I've seen hundreds of times, but I still fall asleep to it or write to it. Yeah. I, I yeah, like I can't imagine I had um Debro on Derek and shout he was Derek. shout out to Derek. Dude is awesome and I and I've known him for a while and he was talking nice. to me about what kind of music he listens to when he's writing and stuff and I'm like, "Wow, you guys listen to music when you write? I can't do it." Do <laughs> I can do? work? Huh? What do I do? Yeah. It's usually just quiet. Silence. Your own your own thoughts. That sounds scary. Start with my own thoughts. Maybe that's why it takes so long. Maybe I should start listening. listening put on some instrumentals. Yeah, I do. But the problem is, I usually I like to put on like beats, and I like to rap. So you know, then I start start <laughs> yeah. getting. You're like, oh that, yeah. Okay. Oh, and I start typing out lyrics instead yep. or something. You know. Mm, Oops, sorry. Okay. You know, I'm supposed to be talking about Johnny Smith, and I'm what, over here like. <laughs> what if you only do articles via <laughs> rap lyrics? Oh man. I mean, I'd have you to get that passed through the fantasy footballers. They'd have to okay all that. But I feel I like mean, that'd be fun. Well, like I, I Kyle, mean, it's, it's shout out to Kyle. Kyle, we know you're watching. Let Casey write rap <laughs> lyrics in, but in an article. So Janu Smith, like, yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Our, you know, they've already got the boom boom kicker. That's pretty, you know, rap forward there. So we'll see. <laughs> True. So, but it's cool that you was. Do you have a favorite comedian? Yeah, um, kind of like artists or songs. It's kind of fluid. It changes with the time. Um, overall, Bill Burr will, is like my goat. Um, sorry, he's not the goat. He's my active goat. Um, some other ones coming up. I like Dustin Nickerson. Who else do I? Uh, Nate Bargatze. He's a little more big. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, um, someone like Andrew Schultz. I love. I appreciate some good crowd work. But just like Marlon Kraft, Dustin Nickerson is the up and coming comedian that you should. Everyone should be paying attention to. Uh, of course, you know Tom Segura, Bert Kreischer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just tons of them. Oh, there's one I'm blanking on. There's so many. Uh, there are Burnham, so many good ones. Bo Burnham. Uh, shout out to Inside. Love that been following him since his beginning there on youtube it kind of just depends so bill burr and then do i want to say dustin nickerson or nate bargatze um i'm gonna say dustin nickerson just the hope that you know he could come on my show yeah message me back dustin shout out uh, shout out dustin it's all good come on yeah, shout out dustin nickerson 
and Marlon Craft. There you go. Shout out, shout out. And um, yeah, we're getting all this like knowledge from you about like the up and coming stuff. So is there anything else on your radar right now that people need to keep their ear or their eye on? Um, that's a good question. What what, what are we talking about related? Anything. Anything. Yeah. Oh, geez. Um, I know. No, but this local uh, Philly cheesesteak sandwich spot just opened up for. So if you're in the Southwest Michigan area, uh, ch- ch- check out lefties. Okay. But something that. 99.9% of people can will not be able to take from that. Um, anything to come up on? No, but I mean, probably fall candles. You know, the scents are coming yeah, out, campfire. Yeah. Um, uh, love, love spooky season coming up, sweater weather's coming up. We love good hoodie weather. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of hard to talk about something without being directly let down it. So my mind went to candles. I don't really care for pumpkin spice. We don't need to talk about that. We can. <laughs> We could fade that. Although, if you if that's your thing, I respect it and appreciate you regardless. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not a I'm not a pumpkin spice fan. I do yeah. I do like the uh, like the cinnamon and the the you know fire. It's funny because fun isn't, stuff. isn't pumpkin spice just like cinnamon and chocolate? It's not actually pumpkin yeah, spice. It's not even. I don't know. I'm not. I could I'm, just be making. I'm that basic, up. but I'm not that basic. So I don't know. Like my basic stuff is like not pumpkin spice so i don't know but you know it is it is that time of the year so um yeah and then with football starting and everything and you know it's a big deal um Mm -hmm. sure fantasy football is a big deal that's what we like to talk about sometimes sometimes we like to talk about video games and since we were talking about the madden in the video game is there any other video games that you're a fan of yeah uh previously like i said uh, big video game guy. Um, I played professionally. Okay, there we go. And semi-pro. Okay. If we're, being, if we're being honest, you know, hey. can't can't flex that much. Getting real here. Here um, we go. And that was in Call of Duty. So Call of Duty has always been my heart, my home. So mm-hmm. Warzone is super fun. Um, Fortnite's cool. Uh, that got old after a little bit, but like me, me and a couple buddies may hop on for a little bit. Nowadays, it's hard to dive. dive whoa words um devote time to it because you're so busy in your real life you're Mm -hmm. tired from your real life your friendships any other relationships you may have aside from doing shows producing content researching it's just nowadays there's just not many not much time for video games which is unfortunate outside of that's why i just use it as an excuse my show um because when I do my Madden drafts on the side, I'm like, oh, I'm just researching for my show, even though I'm having a little fun for myself to draft a team. And I've been actually, now that we're t- now that I brought it up, or will bring it up here, I've been toying with the idea to like do solo shows, but do like uh, defense only or like only drafting rookies and then seeing how that how those teams do. Do you think that's a good idea? Like offense only or like balanced or like um, some crazy rules like you cannot draft a player over 80 overall unless mm. they're like 35 years or older or something. Yeah, I, I think that, that adding I think adding little wrinkles or whatever to certain. Yeah, if you did that. Um, I mean, obviously, I don't know, you know, me either. Shout out anxiety. I don't know. Shout out anxiety. You know, you just like jump into it. And yeah. And you know what? You try it out. If you like it, continue doing it. If you don't yeah. like it, yeah. 
And then right. you just kind of have to maybe, play around with it, you know? Yeah, maybe it could just be a YouTube video only, not like yeah. a live stream. I guess you, you could go. stream live to YouTube, but at least it's not on Periscope or Twitter. Is Periscope even a thing these days? I, just I kinda, don't think so because when I got on to stream here, I haven't been on email? I got that thing. Yeah, yeah. it's a, like they're, yeah, you can still use well, your Twitter, all, but blah, blah, blah. I was doing like March 31st or whatever. I don't know. Who knows anymore? I, I, I can't keep track of everything, you know, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Twitter bought Periscope for like five million dollars or so, and then like three, four years later, it kind of just failed on them. So, uh yeah. Now with I mean, Twitter, it's, yeah, it's it's. Have you have you done the the streaming Twitch stuff? Um, uh, I have with Cooter. Um, the okay. computer, the computer I have, uh, it's not a gaming computer. Yeah, uh, which is unfortunate that I'm not able to stream like that. But again, mm -hmm. like I don't have time. Twitch is so cool. Um, shout out to everyone out there on Twitch. Cause you could even do it aside from just video games. You could just stream yourself. I think Peter yeah. Howard, I don't know if he streams to Twitch. Um, I think so. I thought he did too but at one I point. Too. I, you know, with Peter, it's really hard because like, he does what he wants. He does what he wants. And it's Peter. What are you going to do? Yeah. Oh, I think I, I really find it really interesting. I've been getting into like watching it more and just trying to like I, get a feel for it. I, I kind of want to do that. I saw your tweet about putting out yeah, freestyles. Stuff now, like that. I don't know. I, just for my own personal thing. Well, but if anybody wants to stop by and say, hey, then, you know. Yeah. that's a, So you would be thinking about doing live freestyles? Probably, yes. Okay. I didn't know. Yeah, like yeah. when I saw the tweet. They're live. Baby. I didn't know if you meant like just upload a video. I'm like, dude, do a freestyle. I'll put it to YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. I I, just, I find it really interesting. And I, I like to. I'm. I really don't have my finger on the pulse of anything. So like, oh. I'm like kind of late in this whole um, looking at the Twitch thing, but you know, it's interesting to me. No, for sure. So when people like, when they get started off with those things, Twitch, YouTube, doing a live show on here, like it's just important not to just dis get discouraged because you may only have one or two people there. Mm -hmm. Obviously no one, not many people will join immediately if they don't know you you know, right. you're, you're not building, you got to build the community on Twitch. Like obviously on Twitch, you don't have to just be freestyle and nonstop. You could stop for five minutes, talk to the chat, you know, break down something outside of bars for that, you know? Um, yeah. so just don't get discouraged if not many people are coming because after, you know, hard work, consistency, dedication, and wanting success more than your next breath, those followers, money, everything will come with it. It's just, uh, you know, the overnight, Overnight things don't happen. Overnight success doesn't mm -hmm. happen. It will obviously because shout out analytics and anomalies, but it, you got to put your time and effort and hard work into it. So it's kind of, I view it kind of like relationships, right? Mm -hmm. You can give a hundred percent to someone, but they're not going to give it back. You could give a hundred percent to your craft and you will get it back. It just may take a little time. Everyone's path's a little bit different. It could be a year. It could be two years. It could be six months, you know? Yeah. You Just hear those stories all the time. The The gap is crazy with, you know, it took Everyone me you know, a year. It took me 10 years, you know? So it happens. Um, And, and that's great advice and, and great, you know, to look look at it from that. Wait, watch the positivity around here, Casey. <laughs> <laughs> no positivity <laughs> up in here. Um, So... You know, you have a personality that's like super dope. And, um, you know, sometimes when you're listening to podcasts or you're watching people, it, it's kind of like monotonous and everything. But you're like, you put your personality into it. Um, 
for people who maybe don't feel like they they can do that, maybe they're just like nervous to like let themselves be out there. What kind of advice do you have to people that are like that? Coffee and anxiety. <laughs> um, uh, that's a good question. I don't know. Maybe I can't do. I can't imagine what my first video or two on screen was. Um, that wasn't my show. Uh, when I did my first show, I had video experience. Mm -hmm. It's just raps, repetitions. Get on a call with some friends. It doesn't have to be live. Just talk to them. Have emotion. Have passion. Obviously, if you're just talking like this and saying like Juju Smith-Schuster got injured, no one's really going to care about that unless you already built it up like that. I don't know. You could tell there's so many full circles I'm going with this stuff, man. Shout out anxiety, but <laughs> advice for people, just be yourself. Don't ever be someone different. Haha, <laughs> that's so unique. Um, mm. I don't know, Casey. I don't know. No, I mean, some people just have it. Some don't. And you can't fake a personality. People will catch on that quick. Yeah. Y you you can't fake excitement. I mean, I guess you can, right? But you, I don't know, dude. Mm. That's a tough well, question. And putting, but putting don't yourself have out there. <laughs> you just gotta be you out there. You just be yourself, know. but putting yourself out there can be scary. That's it true. Is. It is scary. And there's gonna be people out there that don't think of you as their cup of tea, and mm -hmm. you're not gonna be everybody's Ooh. cup of tea. You know? Yeah. So that's perfect. Uh, avoid the negative hate comments. You know, yeah. who cares? Like, do you think really? LeBron is going to respond <laughs> to people on Twitter who can barely hoop? No, like he, you, they're not waste your time. If you truly believe you have something special, there's going to be some haters, some people, uh, you know, with negativity, you just focus all your energy there on the positive. Obviously we'll have our de uh, down days. It's important to feel the full spectrum of emotions now, how do I bring this full circle to having confidence and putting yourself out there on video? You just got practice repetition. You just got to do it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, well, we'll all fight our battles every show. Like I said, I have anxiety leading up the 10, 15 minutes of the show. Lights, cameras, action, you're on. It just kind of goes away. The, I think the, the, the most important step is just making the leap. Yeah. That is the biggest problem. Once you make the leap, you get on, you get to talk to cool people like you. Shout out to Casey. If you truly are passionate about something, conversations are just going to flow right naturally. So you just do it. Shout out to Shia LaBeouf. Did you know that was a marketing campaign? Um, Just do it. Like that was a marketing. That was actually meant to be a meme, and they successfully memed what they wanted to do. Oh, well. Yeah. Man, I'm learning so much from me. I'm, I'm, I live under a rock. Again, so, you know. I, stuff I see on the internet. I you mean, know, we all know that's true. I actually believe I watched an interview and he said that himself. I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, so it, yeah, just do it. Like literally just do it. Shout out to Nike as well. Yeah. I mean, also OGs of just doing it. Just do it. <laughs> but yeah, putting it, putting all the, you know, just putting yourself out there and doing it. I mean, the worst that can happen is you, it doesn't go anywhere. Well, you just go it's, find it's something just, else to do. Just doesn't, just doesn't There's lots of other stuff that can, you know, find so, your lane, find yeah, exactly. your Madden show, you know, find, yeah. find what you're good at. Like if you're good at evaluating tight ends, do a tight end only show. I don't know. You know, just find your niche, sure. find what you're good at and do it. Maybe not everyone's good at doing shows. That's okay. But maybe you're good at a nice 10 to 15 minute breakdown on a player or on a team and boom, boom, boom. You could do that. Boom, boom, boom. And you do a lot of, like you were talking about the charts and the graphs and everything and, and, and finding that as something that, that you do. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's something that people know you for, right? So 
um, finding what you're good at. So yeah. yeah and had, the way yeah. you break it down and put it out there and tweet it out, you know, it, it really does. You know, I, I, I do enjoy that kind of stuff. I know nothing about that kind of stuff. So mm -hmm. to have guys like you put that information out, is really helpful it's, to it's us, neat, man. I, what am I? Yeah. Like I brought up earlier, I love my data viz data visualization. I've had a couple comments from some people that I respect and it just, it feels good. that. Maybe that's the comfortability thing, the confidence thing. I do enjoy what I'm putting out. It's just the fear of maybe people don't. But when you do, maybe that's another good important tip for everyone. Just send a compliment a day to someone and then that, that may make their day. It really, it really. Shout I out mean, to Dataviz. <laughs> shout out. And shout out to giving compliments because that's really, hmm. really awesome. And and I agree. Um, there is a lot of negativity just in general in life. So just kind of like, Oh my God, just in Dude. life in general. It's not just in everybody. Want, this is me standing on a soapbox. And, you know, <laughs> it's tough, everybody man. wants to say that it's just one section, but it's, it's everything. Everything is kind of just a crap mm. show right now. I feel you. Uh, but you know, we're, we're here in 2021. We're doing our we thing. September and, 27th. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're, we're doing our thing and I want to know like what is something that's happened during this whole like pandemic that has kind of like made you like kind of changed your mind about things maybe or like you go about doing things differently now because you know of what's going on. Yeah, that's actually a really great question because obviously lives have have been and will be changed forever. Yeah. Something that I find interesting was like it finally took a pandemic for people to have basic cleaning like <laughs> skills. It's like I honestly like I dude, when I go to no. Aldi, the the same freaking bottle Oh, it's over there. The same bottle of hand sanitizer is like two ninety nine. Well, it was during the pandemic. Previously, it was ninety nine cents. So it's like I was copping hand sanitizer <laughs> before it was cool. Yep. Um, something that applied. Um, that's a good question. Uh, I, I know. know. Uh, I mean, I'm not not that I know that it's a good question. It's just hard to think about because I'm sitting here yeah. too, like kind of like I don't, you know, I, I, like I don't know. I I feel like during this time period like is when i've been more active in putting out content oh and stuff. yeah um that's good yeah good point yeah something like that oh. is a is a benefit figuring um, it out and figuring out how to do it but you know what's cool when i was talking to liz loza and stuff she was able to talk to people that she wouldn't have been able to talk to mm -hmm. because you can do it via chat like this and so uh that's a cool thing that during the pandemic you know a lot of people were working from home and being able to do that so talking to like magic johnson or whoever you know it's crazy yeah uh I, yeah my, i mean being a, a homebody nothing really changed much yeah. for me i mean dude the first couple of weeks i had so much anxiety like going out to the store like i felt like it was like some crazy expedition going on but just i guess just following just basic human protocol respecting others was a good uh flash for me like a good reminder like obviously I'm not going to be like a, a dick or like anything out there, but just reminding like basic human etiquette was a good reminder. Like I, I didn't work from home. I work, you know, like I said, an autism center, it's a medical mm -hmm. necessary thing. We're in person working with the clients. So my life, it did change a little bit, obviously, but not too drastically. Mm -hmm. And I already forgot the question at this point. So I'm just trying to dig myself into or out of a hole. It's all right. No, because I, I'm trying to like figure out, exactly how to with you i can't i can't figure so out the how world, to word it just, the world you know, changed the world just yeah it's, it's just crazy to think about because like we've never mm -hmm. experienced like something 
to this extent in our lifetime. So it's it's very uh, Maybe, weird I'm, to navigate. I don't know. I don't know. Like I, I I learned that like it was crazy how like you would go to these big gatherings with like a cold and that was like common, you know? Yeah. But now it's like maybe even if it's just a common cold, like maybe you shouldn't bring a common cold to your Thanksgiving party with 30 family yeah. members and that they would then bring it back to wherever they go. So um maybe just more hyper aware about germs, which is even yeah. worse now because dude, <laughs> like like I said, I was buying like hand sanitizer all the time. Now I'm Wiping down stuff. I don't even know what I'm wiping. Yeah, dude, I wake up in the morning, jump in my little canteen of hand sanitizer and shower. There you go. So I, <laughs> I shower off the sanitizer that was sanitizing myself before I sanitized myself in the shower. Yes, that's exactly what, <laughs> that's exactly what happened. Oh, yeah, you yeah. know, you know, um, and then and then you get that hand sanitizer that smells like tequila and you're like, oh, dude, high school memories. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's all tequila. Day, that's that bad alcohol smell. Oh bad God. alcohol smell. Oh God. That was Working at the autism center, like yeah. we would be buying like the Nike hand sanitizer, like whatever, like uh the 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 big company, and then you get like the company that came out of nowhere. That one is was just so bad. It smelled horrible. Like we double masked, you could smell it through the double oh, mask. No. It's not pleasant. Nope. Nope, not having that. That's not uh, happening. Aldi does have good 25 cent ones. They have a blue, a purple, and a red one. Um, here's the purple one, the lavender frost. No, lavender frost. Um, I like yeah, lavender. Yeah, the red frost one was okay. something, and blue one is something. They're over there somewhere. Hand sanitizer um, on oh, deck. I, I, that's right. I, I'm acting as if people can see this. Well, you um, know, just to, you, you can, can. Just do a nice description. Yeah. The lavender know. frost, hand sanitizer, 65% <laughs> alcohol, 25 cents from Aldi. Go copy a couple. Get you some, get you some. Um, this podcast is not sponsored by Aldi, but you know, hey, it shout out, be. shout out, dude, Aldi's awesome. Shout out, Aldi. Um, you so, like Aldi? Yeah, I mean, we, the one that we have isn't like in my town. It's like the next town over, so like I have to be in that area to to go there. But yeah, yeah. they have this chocolate car caramel salted thing that's really delicious. These little, sure. I don't know. So, so, do you have a Trader Joe's by you? Yep. I've never been to one. <sighs> It's lovely, but like I don't the, go they, there enough. Aldi owns Trader Joe's. Oh, okay, then that makes sense. Why? Mm -hmm. Okay, it's very similar, Legit. you know, product style and you know stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh -huh. Like, I, I don't get it. Like, yeah, never been. Although yeah, there is one right down the, not at that, down the street, but seven minute drive. It's, it's pretty good. It might be a little overrated on some stuff, but like I can get good ciders there. So I'm like, oh, see, I know? just like, I just have up? a lot of anxiety to go because I've yeah. never been there. Like yeah. Aldi, and, oh yeah, and my other store around here, Fresh Time. I know where to go. Like I'm. In oh yeah, out. see, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah and, then, I, and then they take your shopping cart from you to bring it over to their side, and you get oh, all confused because sure. you're like, mm -hmm. wait, what? Yeah, but, but, <laughs> yeah, but with uh, Trader Joe's, it's a whole new stimulus. Uh, yeah, a new light, uh, auditory stimulus, visual stimulus. I don't know where things are. Mm -hmm. uh, you know what I mean? I don't want to be lollygagging, getting people's way. Is it good? What time am I going at? Is, is it, there going to be a lot of people there? Is it a busy time? There's a lot. So are you one of those people that's like me that gets so frustrated when they change the entire store around? Like seriously? Um, I, I've, I've, I've noticed that with all of you <laughs> that they will, but that is a good thing. Like Costco, they do yeah. that weekly because it gets people walking around. Like if you yeah. know where you're going, yeah. the company's losing money because. Okay. When you're walking up and down aisles, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I need that. So when they move stuff around, you go to where you thought the chips Bro. were, but oh, now it's coffee or whatever. Now it's a t-shirt. I'm going to tell my wife that and she's going to be like, I, well, 
yeah, that's a great idea, but not for my convenience. Not for my convenience. But you know yep. what? Whatever. You know what? Whatever. Yep. But yeah. So, um, are you a football fan? Do you have a team? <laughs> Do you like watching football or is fantasy um, football more of your your style? Uh, or just like uh, you know, talking football and talking stats and talking numbers yeah. and talking um, awesome stuff. That's yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm part of the group that does not watch football. Yeah, I mean, um, there's there's a big group that people yeah, that's probably me. don't realize. I'm in that group. <laughs> uh, I do have Red Zone on. Um, mm-hmm. I do a I do do a weekly uh, YouTube series show with my buddy. Shout out Matt Dalton. We cover the Bears, so I might have the Bears on for a little bit just to get a little bit going. Um, I I am trying my best to watch football that is something that i've also changed i gave you my analogy at the autism center 75 percent we're looking at data how it's changing over time 25 percent we're looking at the clients what is the client doing right what are they doing wrong how do we teach them how to do something right how do we uh remove any negative behaviors so applying that to football i i do need to watch football and see if it's just the ins and outs. Like I said, I never played football. Mm-hmm. I don't know like the ins and outs. Like I played baseball. Like I said, I played college baseball. So I kind of know a little more than the average baseball person. So if I, I didn't have any experience playing it, I didn't learn anything like that. And when you just look at numbers, you're, yeah, you are just getting, you're not getting the full scope. Uh, but also it's just like week two, week three. It's like, come on, like, mm. why do I got to watch this dude? Like, I think I just watched the Super Bowl for the first time last like last year. And I wouldn't say for the first time, obviously, you know, in college you're hanging around, you got your party going on, but I didn't, I wasn't like watching it actively watching it. And I also, I don't, I wasn't the one that would talk during the commercial or talk during the game and not talk during the commercials. I hate that people will talk during the game, but stay quiet during the commercials. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that does happen. That's (laughs) Do you, um, you know, I mean, they are, I just rewatch them again when I can actually pay attention to them on YouTube. Do you play uh, fantasy baseball or have you ever played fantasy baseball? No, oh, that's a good question. I've never, no, uh, never played fantasy baseball, like basketball either. Like I said, like mm-hmm. I never really cared to play sports, but I wound yeah. up playing college baseball. Um, it just was, I mean, it was cool to me. Like you're with your friends, you're having a good time. Right. You know, like the trips, I do it. You get to go to diff- like different states. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it was fun. It was fun, exactly. So I get that. I get that. Do you want to go ahead? Um, so we wrap this up. Can you go ahead and let everyone know just where they can find you, what you got going on, and all of that jazz? Yeah, sure. Um, thank you. First off, thank you, Casey. This was a great time. Thank you for having me on. Shout out to Get Real Podcast on the BAP no, DAP, DAP. DAP Network, DAP Network. Uh, appreciate it. I'm Corey Spala, C O R E Y S P A L A. You know, I feel like we talked about me enough. If you care enough, come on over on Twitter. It's all good. Watch my shows. You don't. It's all good. Definitely, definitely. Guys, go check him out. He's awesome. I know I've said that like 400 times on the show. So if, if you want to go ahead and count at the end and you guys want to, you know, send me how many you counted, okay. then I'll give you a prize. Um, anyway. <laughs> there hey, get those stickers over yeah. there. Oh, and yeah, t-shirts. Dope stickers. And I got, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we got we got some stuff. We got some stuff going. Yep. Um, Corey, thank, thank you again for coming on. It's super rad to thank have you, you on. Uh, great conversation. And everybody, make sure that you tune in again next week. Uh, and make sure you stay rad. <laughs>